Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Saturday, April the 1st. Uh, yeah, April Fool's Day. I don't pay attention to that, but it is what it is, April Fool's Day. Uh, it's uh, Saturday, April the 1st, more importantly, and it's a huge Saturday of NHL action. Ian Cameron, uh, Kevin Beach, our Saturday contributor with us, uh, Alex B. Smith, uh, joining us uh, later on in the show at uh, some point. He's having some uh, snow, there's a snowstorm rolling through Minnesota, so the Internet's spotty for him today, but he'll try to join us uh, later on in the show. Uh, we got a huge card. Kevin, you're going to the Preds game, so you're only on with us for the first about 45 minutes here of the show. Uh, you're going to Blues Predators. Like I was saying to you before the show, I just wish they were playing a better fucking team. It's not the most glamorous game in the world, but it is a big game for the home team. Yeah, there's they're still in this playoff race here. And uh, like you said, not not the top end talent uh, in the league here, but anytime you can watch uh, UC Saros play a game, that's, uh, that always makes it worth it for me. Exactly. As a goaltender by trade, you love seeing, you know, the goaltenders perform, do their thing, especially top tier goaltenders. And when UC Soros is on his game, he can be a top tier uh, goaltender. And he's had, a, I think, a very good season over. I think the reason they're flirting with a playoff spot is largely because of him. There was that stretch, I believe, December, January, where he was stealing a lot of games against Toronto and Carolina and some really good teams. And they won those games because of uh, UC Soros. So it's a great segue because that's the first game up. Starts in an hour from now. Blues and Predators to get the Saturday card rolling. Uh, we've got uh, Nashville minus 145 home favorites, six the total. I'm really going to pass it to you, Kevin, because I really didn't do much with this game. I mean, I don't want to go against Nashville in a spot where they need the points, but I'm not ever going to be comfortable laying minus 145 with them uh, either. Uh, you look at this matchup, and St. Louis, for their credit, even with the uh, trades that happened uh, and jettisoning so many of their best players away, O'Reilly, Tarasenko, gone down the list. You know, they've been largely competitive of late. However, there are a couple of pieces that may not be in action here uh, for this game. Pavel Buchnevich and Robert Thomas, uh, both of them dealing with injury, both of them game-time decisions here for this early start affair. And even though this game's only an hour from puck drop, we really don't know much. We don't have injury updates on either side. We know that uh, Parson and Roman Yossi have been day-to-day -day for the Predators. Uh, obviously, Duchesne, Johansson, and Forsberg our long-term injuries, we probably won't see them uh, for the rest of the regular season. Uh, we don't have goalie confirmations either. So uh, all we have is projections right now that it's Bennington and Soros, but nothing has been confirmed as of yet. So it's not really going to be anything I bet here, side or total, or even like point prop. I could throw out um, Kapanen for St. Louis just because he's been firing offensively. Uh, maybe Thomas Novak for Nashville, but this is not a game I'm going to do much with here uh, in the early going draw when in doubt what I would say. What do you think here, uh, Kevin, Blues, Predators? Yeah, as I kind of mentioned to you before we jumped on, it feels like kind of like it's the St. Louis Blues versus uh, UC Saros. Uh, that Nashville lineup is just just so, so depleted. Um, I mean, a lot of a lot of the big guns for St. Louis have been traded away, but uh, they still have a couple guys in there. Um, so I was kind of looking at the St. Louis offense, but with, with these injuries, these guys, uh, their game time decision, uh, that's going to hold me back a little bit on that. I do like Justin Falk though. Anytime point. That's uh, it's minus one one fifteen to play it. 
he has nine points in his last four games. Uh, so, I mean, they, they still have a pretty strong blue line guys that can kind of move the puck, uh, carry the play offensively on the back end. So, um, I, I like, yeah. And the, and the team the team's been playing pretty well offensively. Um, so I like Justin Falk anytime point and that's uh minus minus one fifteen. That's my only prop and only play on, on this game that I have in here. All right. Yeah. It feels like a light volume game. Exactly. That's the first game of the day. You don't need to pepper it with a ton of bets. It's a huge card. Pick your spot, especially now that we're down to the last two weeks. We're inside two weeks now left in the uh, regular season. So uh, great stuff. And uh, I hope you're ready next Saturday, Kevin, because you're on next Saturday, of course, April 8th. Every team's in action next Saturday. We're going to have 16 fucking games on the card next Saturday. Ooh. 16 games. So yeah, it'll be a heavy workload for all of us uh, for that Saturday. But it's the last big card of the whole season. That's on a Saturday. That's the uh, good news. And we'll have a, uh, obviously when playoffs start, we'll be talking less games on the uh, Saturday slates. Uh, yeah, and t- Cody Glass, too, is not a bad option as well. Someone mentioning that in the chat. I do want to mention before we get to Boston-Pittsburgh, which is the ABC national TV game this afternoon, I want to highlight one of the comments from Matthew Bingham uh, in our chat. It's draw season. Damn right it is. We always say that, Alex and I. They're hitting at just under a 24% rate the past three weeks. You know, And again, you're right. That's about an average drop price is plus 325. is at least plus 300. So, you know, you're definitely profitable. You know, if you're betting the draws here the last three weeks, at almost a quarter of the, the games in the league have gone up to overtime or a shootout. That's very impressive uh, numbers right there. So uh, good stuff indeed. Uh, and that's why we're going to keep looking for draw bets when it makes sense. Uh, Boston and Pittsburgh, Bruins minus 125, road favorite, six and a half the total. Okay, I am on Pittsburgh here. It's just your straightforward fade the team after clinching the president's trophy angle. It's something I do every year in the NHL. We bet against the team that just clinched everything, you know, and I don't know if Boston's going to rest players. And I am concerned with what our guy who does a great job covering the Bruins, Jimmy Murphy said on yesterday's show when he was joined us that Boston's talking and Jim Montgomery's talking like they have a point to prove here. They could be playing this team in the first round of the Pittsburgh Penguins that they want to send a message that, Hey, we're the team to beat, and you guys don't have a shot. You come first round if you're playing us. So, yeah, is there that incentive and that motivation here for the uh, Bruins in this game? That ends up being the question. I'm keeping it small, you know, It's like because of that, because th- this team maybe is a little bit more interested in this game than you would think. But the fact remains, they might be saying all, and talking all they want about how, yeah, they're going to come to play here today, but you've just clinched everything. It's been a long season. Everybody's got bumps and bruises. I know for a fact there's multiple Bruins playing through less than 100%. You can't tell me that Marshawn uh, and especially Bergeron are 100%, especially with the pounding Bergeron is taken right now. So keep an eye as we approach puck drop, which is still you know over th- about three hours away. This is a 3 p.m. Eastern start. Keep an eye on that Boston starting lineup because it wouldn't shock me to see a couple guys rested, but we don't know that yet. We won't know that until uh, Jim Montgomery speaks to the media, which won't be until about an hour, an hour and a half from now. But yeah, I am on Pittsburgh here, and I got plus 115. It's down to plus 105. Uh, I still endorse it at this price, but I'm going to keep it in check in terms of how much I put on this because I am aware of Boston, uh, what they are capable of. But if you even look the last couple games, Kevin, even leading into clinching the President's Trophy the other night against Columbus, they lost to Nashville at home, which isn't a great performance, and then they barely squeaked by Columbus with that horrendous defense of Michael Hutchinson. They needed overtime to beat them. So, and obviously Pittsburgh, look, they've had their issues defensively, but what I like about their win against Nashville the other night is that their defense played better. It was a, the best game I've seen out of Tristan Jari uh, 
uh, in a very long time. So positive signs for the Pittsburgh Penguins. So given the situation, it's fade the President's Trophy winner, the game after they clinch. I've done it for years. I'm on Pittsburgh here. Uh, Kevin, what do you think? Yeah, I like your angle going going Pittsburgh. Uh, for me, I just don't think the price is worth it. Um, like like going against the top team in the league. So for me, that's, that's not fair. my play. Yeah, I, I agree that Boston's not really putting the puck in the net right now. However, what they are doing is not letting other team score. So whoever they're playing right now, they're not scoring goals. They're still clamping down. Um, they're still the best defensive team in the league right now. So I like that under 6.5. Um, I, I see like Pittsburgh, you know, they're not going to want to play a run and gun game here. They, they need the points badly too. And just, just the way Boston has been clamping down and then they're, they're, they're quite comfortable in these, these two, one, three, two games. It seems like they're almost in that playoff mode where they're, they're getting ready to win these, these tight games for playoffs. So, uh, for me, I just like that under 6.5 uh, game total. All right, there you go. Uh, liking the uh, under uh, here with the uh, Bruins uh, and the uh, Penguins. There is a ga- There was, by the way, about St. Louis-Nashville. I do lean over in that game simply because that's the way St. Louis is playing right now. They're really, really trending over the total. They're scoring, but they're also giving up a lot of goals. Um, and if you actually look at St. Louis versus Nashville, <laughs> It's been a crazy over series. Six of the last seven, by the way, have gone over. So if I was to do anything in that game, I'd sprinkle with the uh, draw, sprinkle with the over. And, and maybe just, you know, a couple bucks for, you know, the first game of the day, you know, a little entertainment money, a little entertainment bet. That's it. It's going to be nothing uh, more of significance for me. But this one is Pittsburgh uh, plus 105. Uh, I like it here. And uh, I, I agree with the under, actually, in that game. I think it's definitely – uh, uh, going to be a lower scoring game, especially with Pittsburgh finally finding some defensive confidence and goaltending confidence for Jari again the last game. So I don't mind the lower scoring look at all in that uh, Bruins-Penguins game. All right, rest of the games are tonight. Uh, we'll go to the Islanders and the Lightning. Uh, we've got Tampa Bay minus 150, minus 155 home favorites, uh, five and a half the total in this game. Uh, Tampa Bay back-to-back wins, uh, solid victories uh, in their last two games. Uh, for the uh, Lightning, I guess showing signs of turning things around at least a little bit after the struggles. Really, it started with the Boston game. I thought they played well against the Bruins, even in the 2-1 loss, despite not getting the win. And then they followed it up with a very uh, solid shutout against Carolina and then a 5-1 uh, pretty thorough victory against uh, Washington. Uh, but again, the Capitals have definitely had their struggles. Uh, we do want to keep that in mind. It'll be interesting to see uh, how they fare here, can keep it rolling. Vasilevsky is likely in net. For the uh, Islanders, uh, should be Sorokin for the Islanders, but hasn't been uh, confirmed just yet. So, again, though, the Tampa Bay Lightning are in one of these situations where, though, there's not a lot at stake. They're probably locked into third in the Atlantic. They will have they won't have home ice in that first round series against the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. So I still question, you know, whether this team is going to have that, you know, game to game focus, game to game intensity, game to game solid execution. Uh, we've got the Islanders that have won five of their last seven games. They played well. They beat the uh, Capitals in a shootout two to one in their last game and following a very impressive five one win over the Devils as well. So two very impressive back to back wins. Tampa's dominated the Islanders head to head recently. You go back to uh, obviously uh, the regular season of 2021. 22 four straight wins for Tampa Bay uh, in the head to head series, including a five three win over the Islanders back in October. But I think the Islanders are competitive here. I do. Uh, I like the uh, Islanders. I like my classic uh, late season underdog draw split here. Uh, Islanders plus 130 in the draw here as well. 
uh, in this game with the uh, Islanders and the uh, Lightning. Uh, I do think there's a little value in this price. I only had Tampa Bay around the minus 135 or so in this game, factoring in the situation that the points are just more uh, valuable right now for the Islanders because they're still trying to cement their playoff status, holding on to that number one wildcard position at 87 points. I think they're competitive in this game. Sorokin's in excellent form right now. Uh, they've got every chance to be competitive and maybe even win this game, in my opinion, tonight here in Tampa. So I'm going to go with plus 135 money line Islanders and a split with the uh, draw, which is upwards of plus 370 uh, at uh, FanDuel. Uh, what do you think here, Kevin? Islanders lightning. Yeah, the, the thought is how, how the lightning, you know, kind of woken up here. Are, are they how they finally found it here these last couple of games? Uh, we've been waiting for it for weeks and weeks. Um, you know, the sleeping giant, when are they going to wake up? Um, for, for me, I got to think, I mean, because I think come playoff team, you know, they're, they're not going to be able to what they've been the last couple of months. Um, and, and I like. And the I think the Islanders always get revved up for the Lightning too, based on the playoff history, yeah. the playoff problems they had with Tampa Bay back to back years. I think every time the they the Lightning are on the schedule, the Islanders are want to beat them, really want to beat them because they've had a bad playoff history against them. Yeah, so I I like this to be low scoring though. I I mean you got Sorokin for the Islanders there. Uh, Veselovsky finally looks to be like himself the last couple of games. Um, so, so for me, I was kind of looking at the one. I was looking at the Islanders team goals under three, uh, just just the way the the Lightning have kind of showed up here. I don't lo love that price though. It's, it's minus one eighty six to play it. Um, the one that I was liking because I could see either team getting shut down here is uh, both teams to score two goals. The option no. That's plus one thirty eight. Uh, in the last five games for both teams, uh, three games each. They, they've been in games where uh, where both teams aren't aren't scoring both goals. So. Um, they've both been in these games where, you know, it's, it's kind of one-sided or, or low scoring in general. Um, so I do like that either. And I'm leaning towards it's, it's the lightning that are shutting down the Islanders here, but, uh, you know, with Sorokin, you never know. He's, he's a possibility there to, to kind of shut down the lightning as well and, and keep this low scoring. However, my favorite one in this game here is going to be Bo Horvat. No point. That's plus 108. He only has three points in his last 10 games. And as an Islander, 11 points in his last 24. Um, so even though he, he's still he's still playing that top line, it's just not it's not working for him. Um, and I, for plus money there, yeah, on, on a trend, he's you know it's it's more than a small sample size here that he's he's not putting up points with his line mates here. Uh, and until something changes, like Barzell comes back in the lineup and and, and shakes things up, uh, I'm. I feel real good about playing no no point on Bo Horvat there. He's getting outplayed by his counterpart in that trade with the Vancouver Canucks, Anthony Beauvillier. Anthony yeah. Beauvillier is making way more of an impact for the Canucks right now offensively than Horvat has with the Islanders. Uh, it's funny because he was just on this ridiculous first-half tear with Vancouver. He gets to the Islanders, and he's cooled off significantly, whereas Beauvillier couldn't put a puck in the ocean with the Islanders, and now all of a sudden he's ripping it up, goals and points left and right. For the Vancouver Canucks and a brilliant two-on-one goal uh, by yeah. him last night against Calgary. Yeah, Horvat went from having a career year to having probably one of his worst stretches of hockey he's had. So uh, quite quite the swing here um, until Barzell gets gets back out there and, and playing with him. Uh, I just don't don't like the chemistry he has right now. And you're giving me plus money on 
something where nightly he's going out and not putting up points. So I'm, yeah. you know, I'm not afraid of his big name. Like it's not working right now. So I'm going to jump on that. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, no question. I think it's uh, definitely uh, worth a look. Uh, by the way, I wanted to throw out a couple shots on goal props for the early games. Vrana uh, props for St. Louis. Yes, I don't mind that. And the overshots for him. Cairo overshots. And the Boston game, DeBrusque overshots. Uh, Pasternak is on automatic right now. He keeps on going. It's every game. It's going five-plus shots on goal for David Pasternak uh, lately for the uh, Bruins. Jason Zucker overshots. Got to go in that direction for the uh, Penguins. And goal prop and point prop again for Jason Zucker today uh, as well. So I just forgot. I just realized I forgot to mention any props for those early games. But those are all on the radar for me. Uh, for those uh, earlier games that we talked about uh, here on the uh, board. I think they're all good uh, prop looks uh, in the, in those games. Uh, what else did I leave? Oh, Latang as well. Latang's actually, his shot volume has really increased lately from the back end for the uh, Penguins as well. So the overshots yeah. on goal for him, I think definitely makes some sense. So those are some props in the early games. The Islanders, Engvall to score, uh, Fashing, these are all undervalued players, and they've all moved up the lineup for the uh, Islander. Parise even has been good. So there's the props I would look at there. All right, Buffalo, Philadelphia, got, even money. I got one more. Uh, oh, go sorry. ahead. Yep. Ian, I got one more on the uh, the Lightning game. I got Kucherov under three point five. Uh, that's minus 121. Eight of his last ten, he's been he's been under three point five. Um, I think that lines that lines too high for him, especially playing an Islanders like defensive team. Um, so trending right now, he's under. I'm going to play that under three point five on Kucherov as well. All right, Sabres and Flyers. We've got even money, minus 110 both sides, six and a half the total in this game. Um, very happy to cash the best bet last night with the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, got a little interesting. I didn't like that the Rangers tied it. I was getting a little concerned at that time. I got to admit, wasn't feeling overly comfortable or optimistic, but uh, the Sabres found a way in overtime. Uh, Jeff Skinner getting the uh, overtime winner. And uh, what a great call by Dan Dunleavy, voice of the Sabres. Um, Skinner, Skinner, overtime winner. Uh, absolutely great. Uh, that was like a winner, winner, chicken dinner kind of thing there with that call. Great call by Danny D there. Uh, and by the way, he's starting to make uh, Sabres fans at least not pine for Rick Jenneret nearly as much. Rick's the GOAT. Rick Jenneret will forever be the greatest Sabres voice of all time. But Dan Dunleavy's done a hell of a job in a tough spot. Filling those shoes is almost impossible. Uh, and he is uh, getting better and better. And I love the little sayings he's been throwing in there this season. He's tough shoes to fill. He's doing a nice job on the play-by-play. Uh, Dan Dunleavy for the Sabres. Great win for the Sabres last night. A win in the debut of Devin Levi uh, in net for the uh, Sabres. He was magnificent. I don't want to sugarcoat it. The kid was great. Poised, unflappable, moved well in the crease, square to the shooter, saw the puck well, made a couple of 10-bell saves uh, in the mix. And when that game was 2-2 and the Rangers were really pressing in the third period, uh, he was just uh, on top of things, settled the game down, Rangers would be buzzing. He'd smother the puck, no rebounds, take the face off, you know, take the temperature of the game down a bit. Really, really smart IQ for a goalie at his age. It's so young, uh, Kevin. Before we get into the game further, did you get to see it? And uh, I'm fascinated as a goalie yourself, your thoughts on the debut of Devin Levi. I mean, we can't all of a sudden say he's the next one and he's going to be the future number one. It's one game. We can't go get carried away, but it's certainly an optimistic first impression. Yeah, no, I, I was dialed into my TV for that one. That's that's what I wanted to see. Um, he's a guy I was looking at for my fantasy leagues, my keeper fantasy leagues to kind of grab him. That's so why I, I wanted to get a good look at him. Um, I mean, obviously that, that first period, Buffalo really, I think, had their best defensive 
period of, of the year that they really stepped up kind of knowing, knowing the situation, uh, having him in for his first game. But then, uh, you know, eventually like he, he had to show up against the Rangers, like the Rangers started to come on and, uh, yeah, he was, he was really strong. So, uh, I, I'm excited to see him. Hopefully they, they roll him out a little more here. Uh, definitely don't expect him to be in again on the back to back here, but, uh, I definitely, definitely hope to see more of him here. Oh yeah, you will. I don't think you'll see him tonight though. I think just because of the emotion of last night, his family was in the building and, uh, you know, went to overtime, he, you know, had to extend himself a bit. I don't think we'll see him. We'll see either Uko Pekalukkanen or Eric Comrie, uh, most likely a net tonight for the, uh, Buffalo Sabres. It's just a question of which one. Uh, Felix Sandstrom will be in net once again for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. That is confirmed uh, for the uh, Flyers because of the fact that uh, Carter Hart remains out uh, for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers uh, due to a lower body injury. So it will be Felix Sandstrom in net once again uh, for the uh, Flyers. Really, I give Sandstrom credit. He faced 46 shots, and I know he gave up five goals and they lost to the Senators, but he was getting peppered. I mean, it was Ottawa was in the Philadelphia zone the entire game that night a couple nights ago. It was a very physical, uh, a lot of uh, fights and uh, a lot of animosity as well in that Senators and Flyers game. It was a fun game to watch, but he played pretty well, even though he gave up five goals, simply because he faced such a heavy shot volume and he had to make some good saves. A lot of breakaways too, I like a lot of breakaways, odd man rushes. So it was a taxing night for Felix Sandstrom. I worry about that a little bit. When you face that kind of workload, that many grade A chances, it's not easy to bounce back the very next game. I mean, I'm targeting the over here in this game if it's not Levi, and I'm pretty sure it won't be. Um, because I don't really trust either Comrie or Pekka, Uko Pekalukan, and Uko Pekalukan has kind of gone backward here in his recent starts. And uh, Sabres, I think, can score, and I think Philly can score. And we've seen the Flyers actually offensively look pretty good uh, here uh, in uh, recent games in terms of putting the puck in the net. Four goals against uh, Ottawa the other night, and they only did that on less than 20 shots. So, you know, they're definitely showing an ability to put the puck in the net, led by... Joel Farabee, who I think continues to be undervalued in the prop market. Philly's now gone over the total, by the way, six and two in their last eight games to the over. They have scored uh, three, five, four, six, five, three, three, four. So they've been three plus goals now in, in uh, nine straight games, the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. So I think over six and a half is the play here, uh, more than a side. Uh, what do you think here, uh, Kevin Sabres Flyers? Yeah, I was kind of in between. Um... Because I don't know if, if Buffalo, if they're going to be excited about how they played yesterday and, and kind of start to clamp down a little more. Um, Philadelphia, like they're overall, they're usually pretty competitive, um, and they can they can play some good good defensive games here. Um, so I, I was I was looking at the under six point five uh, for for plus one hundred five, um, but but the one for sure I'm going to play is. Actually, prop here. This is a guy we were we were riding on on the over for a while. Was Owen Tippett? Um, he suddenly just just trailed off on the shots here. Um, like the last last three games, he has he has one shot per game. His line hasn't moved. Is like the price has moved, but his line is still three point five, and he's he's not getting anywhere near it right now. Um, his his ice has dipped dipped a little bit as well. Like like last game, he's playing seventeen minutes before that, nineteen minutes. Um, where 10 games ago, he's regularly playing 20, 22 minutes a night. So it's, it's dipped, you know, four or five minutes a night right now. Um, not getting the same deployment and, uh, he's, he's completely trailed off. So, uh, that line, I, I feel is way too high. You do have to pay for it. It's, it's minus 182, but I just feel like it's, it's 
it's way too high. He's not not getting near it. So I'm going to play the under on Owen Tip at 3.5. Yeah, you're right about that. There's no question. His uh, shots on goal numbers have uh, dwindled here uh, in recent games, and uh, definitely uh, that I've noticed that as well. So we'll see if uh, that continues uh, in that uh, tr- kind of trajectory here. Uh, moving forward. Uh, all right. Uh, next up here. And uh, like I say, I like, I haven't locked this in yet. Cause I'm, I'm definitely waiting to see who's in net for Buffalo. I'd like to see Tage Thompson back too. Uh, he almost came back last night, but just wasn't ready. He's, and uh, Don Granado did not rule him out from returning tonight. So we'll see if he's in there for the uh, Sabres. The Sabres are not good overall on a back-to-back four and eight this year, but it's worth noting uh, after a win the previous night, they're four and two. They actually have a winning record, 4-2 and two on a back-to-back when they won the previous night. They're 0-6 when they lost the previous night. So, And obviously, they're off a win last night. So uh, maybe I, I do kind of want to lean Buffalo here, even on the back-to-back, but it is a tricky spot, uh, on the especially after the emotion of the win for Le- Devin Levi in his debut last night. All right, Toronto, Ottawa. We've got the uh, Leafs minus 155 uh, road favorites, uh, six and a half being the total. This is a Sens draw split for me. Uh, in this game, uh, I just think it's close. It's competitive. It's never an easy game for the Toronto Maple Leafs when they play the Ottawa Senators. If you look back at recent head-to-head series history, it was 5-4 in a shootout for Toronto in Ottawa uh, the last time these teams played. And Ottawa beat Toronto before that, 6-2 in Toronto back in January. October, it was 3-2, a one-goal victory for the Leafs. So both Toronto wins against Ottawa were one-goal games. I think we see a competitive game here once again. Ottawa and draw split is a pretty straightforward bet for me, especially because for Ottawa, kind of like what I said with Tampa Bay now with Toronto, they're almost at the point where they're home and cool in second place in the Atlantic. They're going to have home ice in that first round against Tampa. They can't go down. They can't go up in the standings. For Ottawa, every game is a must for them with their slim, and I mean slim playoff hopes because they didn't get any help from Pittsburgh or Florida the other night. Ottawa beat Philly. They did their part, but Pittsburgh won, Florida won, so they really didn't gain any ground on anybody. They just have to keep winning, and they're given the effort of a team that hasn't stopped believing they can make the playoffs. Ottawa's still playing hard nightly, and they always play Toronto tough, so it's worth a look here, I think. And plus Matt Murray and net likely for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs against his former team, and Matt Murray's been more cold than hot lately. Uh, in net for the uh, Leafs. So I think it's an opportunity here for the Sens to be competitive and maybe even steal it. I'll go the Ottawa draw route uh, with both bets there. Lean over six and a half as well, because for some reason we see a lot of high-scoring games when it's the Battle of Ontario. Uh, what do you think here, Kevin? Yeah, I'm on the over as well, uh, especially if Matt, Matt Murray's in there. Um, you know, he hasn't, hasn't been able to keep it under three, four goals, goals lately here in his last bunch of starts. Um I like Claude Giroux on the over 2.5. That's minus 106. Six of his last 10, he's been over. Um, but last yeah. time he played the Leafs, he had he had eight. So it's it's always a thing, like you mentioned. It, Ottawa is always competitive against the Leafs. Uh, it's the Battle of Ontario, so there's a little bit of extra kind of kind of jump from from the players with Ottawa. Uh, so even though Giroux is a little bit a little bit over even for expected to hit that, I like the little bit of bump that he is playing the Leafs. Um, John Tavares, his line is at 3.5. I, I think that's that's too high for him right now. I'm taking the under. Uh, it's minus 162 to play it, but seven is last 10. He's been under. And and the games he's been under, he's around like like one shot a game. So not 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 doing a ton. Um, Austin Matthews, I have over 4.5. That's uh, plus money 
plus 105. Seven of his last 10, he's been over. Um, three games ago, he had, he had 15 shots against against Carolina. I don't know if that's a typo, but uh, he's he's firing the puck again. Um, and and plus plus money for for something he's he's doing consistently right now. I'm gonna take that. So I got uh, Matthews on the over 4.5 as well. Matthews has been a shooting machine. Hell, we had that f- freaking amazing 15 shot game. I remember uh, just recently. I've never seen something like that ever. No. 15 shots in one game from one player. I mean, my God, he accounted for I think over a quarter of the Leaf shots that night, uh, or almost a half, I should say, of the Leaf shots that night. Uh, incredible. And look, I think he's realizing too, you shoot the puck more when you start to see the puck go in, right? And he's starting to see the puck go in again. You get your confidence back, your timing back, and that makes you want to shoot the puck more. And I think we're seeing that as well from uh, Toronto. The one concern I do have, and I got to admit, talk about it, even though I like Ottawa in the draw here, is their blue line is gutted right now. Hamannick's out, uh, Chikrin's out, and of course, Thomas Shabbat now is out long-term as well. And Derek Broussard, key centerman, and they already don't, didn't have Josh Norris, so they're depleted at the on the blue line, and they're a little bit depleted now on at center. And I'm telling you what, if you're depleted at center ice and you're depleted on the blue line and the back end, that's not exactly two areas you want to be shorthanded, you know, and, and dealing with injuries. So I, I am concerned about that a little bit tonight for Ottawa, but not enough to take me off the Ottawa draw stance for me uh, in this game with both of those, especially given their history against Toronto. All right, next up, we've got uh, Carolina and Montreal. Uh, the Hurricanes minus 260, a uh, road favorite, six and a half being the uh, total uh, in this game. Um, a lot of money's come in on Car- uh, Montreal, believe it or not, because Carolina opened minus 330, all the way down to minus 260. Uh, Anti Ranta, who we have not seen him in a long time. He's been on the injury list for a long time. Anderson has been uh, the goaltender along with uh, Kochetkov for all these recent games, but we're going to see anti Ranta for the first time uh, in a very long time for the uh, Hurricanes. And, you know, you're talking about a, you know, a goalie in his late thirties. Now that has been out for a while. Is he ready to just step back in seamlessly and play at a high level is the big question here uh, for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes uh, in this game. We haven't seen him since March the 7th, almost a month ago. He did play against Montreal and he gave up uh, two. That's the game he got injured. He gave up two goals and he got hurt in that game. We'll see how he fares. His numbers this year aren't that bad, actually. 16 and 5, 2.32 goals against average, 907 uh, save percentage. Uh, so we'll see if he's able to go. Uh, Svechnikov, of course, on IR. Tara Vine in day to day. Sam Montembeau will be in net tonight for the Canadians here uh, in this game. Canadians, of course, uh, coming off a loss against the uh, Florida Panthers the other night. Give the uh, Panthers credit. Back-to-back after a big win against Toronto, they did not look past Montreal. They came ready, and they had a 5-2 to two win in that game. Uh, we continue to see a lot of goals for the most part in Montreal games, and them struggle at the defensive end. Uh, Carolina, uh, 3-2 loss to uh, Detroit, their third loss in a row after losing to Tampa and Boston before that. So all of a sudden, a mini little three-game streak. But you got to think Carolina wants to show up here tonight uh, in this one and play better, but I just don't want to lay this kind of big price with a goalie too. That's hasn't played in a while. You know, I do think this is a spot for Carolina to bump the slump, but not at this price. I lean probably to a Carolina team total. If I were to bet Carolina, I'd prefer that. I'd prefer the team total route for sure. Cause I think they can get to four goals here against the uh, Montreal Canadians tonight. Over three and a half is only minus one thirty-eight. I think I will bet that. And I'll probably do another bet too on the over six and a half. I think Montreal games still continue to trend that way. I could see Carolina getting at least four. 
But with Ronta, maybe, you know, off a long time, maybe not overly sharp right away. Talking to a guy that is 33 years old now, it's had a bunch of injuries. You know, I think Montreal could slide a couple of goals past him. I think Montreal, usually when they're at home, especially, they're good to score a couple goals, at least in most games. I find their offense finds a way to make an impact when they play at home. So uh, Carolina team total over three and a half with a split bet with the over six and a half as well for me in this one. What do you think here, uh, Kevin? Hurricanes, Habs. Yeah, this game kind of kind of scared me a little bit. Um, you got to expect Carolina bounces back here. Um, but the, pr- the price to play that on, on a money line is not not anywhere worth it for me. Um, team totals, I, li- I like going for team totals, but they're just not, you know, not playing their best hockey right now. So I'm kind of kind of staying away from that for me. Um, I, I'm just looking at one one prop. I'm, I'm turn, turning back the clock a little bit here. I got I Brendan Gallagher over 2.5 uh, with the bodies of the lineup right now for Montreal. Like there's, there's no one else to, to put on the ice right now. Um, nope. three of his last five, he's, he's hit it. Like I know it's a, it's a small sample size, but it's, it's plus plus one forty. So with, with that kind of juice, um, he's going to play minutes cause you know, there's no one else out there. Um, so someone's got to shoot the puck. It's kind of that theory, but it was just, it's the price that I love. So I'm, I'm, I'm a one play of the game is Brendan Gallagher over 2.5 for plus one forty. All right. Uh, I'm on Mike Matheson over shots again. That's just been automatic for me. Five of the last six games, he's gone over two and a half shots on goal. We've talked about that a lot here on the show lately. Uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, definitely, I'm going to rock right back again with the uh, Mike Matheson props. Even to get a point, I think, is worth a look here in this game. Um, you know, what's been impressive, too, is all these guys that it seems Montreal calls up, they make an impact. It's really incredible. Look at Sean Farrell the other night. He ends up getting his uh, first NHL goal in his first game. So it's been impressive to see the uh, contributions they've been able to get, uh, the uh, Montreal Canadiens, from all their youngsters, considering all the injuries they've had. They're still decimated with all kinds of absences throughout the course of the season. And yet somehow, some way, uh, here they are, uh, basically uh, keeping afloat and finding their young guys able to uh, perform for them at a pretty uh, high level. All right, next up, we've got uh, Florida and Columbus. Uh, Florida here, a big uh, road favorite here, uh, about minus uh, 260 uh, in this game as uh, road favorites, uh, the total six and a half in this one. Uh, we've got the uh, Panthers back-to-back, big-time wins for them. We run in the sea. Could this team man up, you know, step up to the plate here with these games that matter so much, and we finally saw it from them. Uh, with the back-to-back road wins against the Leafs and the Canadians, all on the back of the guy that is once again for the third straight game in net. I'm not convinced, Kevin, that Sergei Bobrovsky can't go tonight because he's had enough time. He's only He doesn't have an injury. He's got an illness. He's had enough time to recover now. I think this is Paul Maurice saying, look, we've got lightning in a bottle right now with Alex Lyon. He played amazing against Toronto. He's the reason we beat them. He played pretty well on a tough back-to-back spot against the uh, Canadians the very next night. We're rocking with this guy. You know, he's feeling it. He's confident. Uh, The players have rallied around Alex Lyon. We're going to keep rocking with him in net. And he's once again the starter tonight. Hutchinson once again for Columbus. Now, Hutchinson was better against Boston, much better. It was easily his best game that he's been with the Jackets against Boston. But I keep thinking Boston was flat. Boston was very lethargic uh, in that game. Uh, against uh, Columbus. Uh, so I don't want to give Hutchinson too much. I want to see him do it again. I want to see him play decently again because he played decently, played good against Boston. Can he do it again, though? It's still a bad defense in front of him. 
Uh, I'm not so sure about that. Uh, this was like, I think Florida wins this game, but I'm also a little leery of Florida in this spot after the two big wins. It looks like such an easy layup for them. They, I, I worry that the, and sometimes Florida's got caught in these situations where they think they're going to beat someone easily and this is the game they lose. It's happened to them before. Trust me on that. Uh, so I'm not ready to lay the big wood with them necessarily here in this game. The regulation's only minus 150 at Pinnacle, and that's the cheapest price. Some books have minus 185 with Florida in regulation. There's no way I'm betting that. The team totals four and a half. That's pretty high. I do like the over six and a half. Now it's juiced. It's minus 140 at Caesars, minus 145 at points bet. It is juicy, but I think it goes over the total. And I think Alex Lyon now, third straight start, you know, a lot of pucks he's faced. The opposing team is going to have a little better idea of what to expect now. I think Columbus can score a little bit, and I certainly think Florida will get theirs against this Jackets team offensively tonight. So rather than anything money line or total or money line side, I'm going to go with the over here, six and a half. Uh, What do you think here, Kevin? Panthers, Blue Jackets. Did you see that uh, Alex Lyon goal, the first one against Montreal? Yes, not even his fault. Just a complete, was a complete uh, fluky bounce that hit ricocheted off something and went by him. Yeah, I I don't care for that. He was good after that. Yeah, Uh, no, he was really good good against Toronto. I watched that game too. Um, Yeah, interesting if they they stick with him Um, because I I was kind of worried when they're playing the Leafs there with without without Bob uh, because you know Bob's Bob's been pretty steady last last few months here. Actually, my, my one prop here, uh, Roslovic, looks like he just got pulled out of the lineup. I, I was going to play the over on him. He just got pulled out, so that's kind of gone. Um, um, my book, the over-under was seven, which was, was too rich too rich for me. Um, I, I might kind of hold out and do the Alex special and just kind of wait, wait in exactly. game and see, Some see books if it goes have down. Seven. Yeah, some books have seven. So if, uh, if, if your book has seven and you don't have access to a book that has the total of six and a half for this at six and a half for this game, yeah, you can wait for a live uh, over six and a half and then get it in game. Yep. Yeah. So I don't, I definitely like the over, but uh, that's, that's too high for me. So I'm going to wait and see, see if that drops. And then, and then once it drops, kind of jump on it, I think is my play in game. Um, one I'm, I'm very tempted by is, is Barkov, uh, you know, since he came back from injury, he's had that Terminator hand and just been firing the puck on that. He's kind of gone dry here his last little bit. Four was last five. He's been under. Yep. And, like, putting one shot on that per game here, like, when he's under, like, not doing much. And that's that's pain plus 150 in this game. The only thing that scares me is that they're playing Columbus and they, they give up a ton. So I'm, I'm going to hold off at this game. But if, if he stays under this game, then I'm – going to be looking at it pretty hard the, the following game. Um, so really with, with Roslovic now injured, I'm kind of just waiting on uh, waiting on live and, and, and play the over uh, once once that line drops a little bit is, is my play for this game. I agree. Yeah. The team total, I wanted to jump on the team total too. I think it was four and a half for Florida. That's, it's, it's too rich for me. Um, so even, even with, with Hutchison in that, uh, that's, that's just too high of a line to, to get to. Yeah, I agree. A little bit too pricey, a little too rich for our blood. I agree with that. No question um, in that. Yeah, a couple shots on goal. For Hagee stands out, although the last two he's gone under, but I could see Columbus gives up a ton of shots. I could see Verhage going. Kachuk's been shooting the puck a ton, too. I mean, uh, not exactly the greatest value on Kachuk, but Kachuk, I think Kachuk right now to score a goal and over one and a half points, you keep betting that until proven otherwise. He's doing everything in his power to carry the Panthers into the playoffs. I got to give the guy credit. He gets on your nerves, certainly when you're playing him, but 
Uh, he's playing great right now for the Florida Panthers and doing everything he can to try to help them uh, make the playoffs uh, at this point. All right, we'll do one more game with Kevin, and then he is going to jet in a couple of minutes because he's got to go for the to the uh, Preds game against the uh, Blues. We'll do one more with Kevin, then we'll get his thoughts on the rest of the card, rapid fire, and best bets. New Jersey, Chicago. Uh, we've got uh, New Jersey minus 340, uh, road favorites, six, six and a half the total in this game. Uh, this is an interesting game here uh, when you look at it because you've got the uh, Devils. Clearly, they should beat the Chicago team. Chicago looks horrible lately. There's no denying that. I mean, it's difficult to bet Chicago. But if you see Jimmy Murphy on Twitter, our, our, our good uh, friend of the show, uh, he tweeted out that Jonathan Taves is playing tonight for Chicago for the first time in ages. Does that give them one a one-game emotional spark? I don't know. It's just, you know, he's obviously been with this franchise from – the beginning uh, of his career, uh, does it give them some kind of impetus to really, you know, really want to buckle down and play well and win tonight? Uh, and, and even if they do, does it matter? I mean, they've lost seven in a row. They've not played well. They can't score. Uh, and uh, either goalie that's in net, Morozik, or, well, Stalock is in net tonight. At least he gives them at least a little better chance to win. Morozik was in the last game against St. Louis, and he was his usual bad self. Uh, but it'll be Stalock tonight. Hasn't been confirmed yet for New Jersey. Uh, the goaltender, but we assume Banachek will get the uh, start in this one. Maybe a first period on Chicago, potentially, uh, at a big flyer price, uh, at a plus price in the first period. I don't know if I can trust them for the full game, even with that Taves angle. That might be something I look at here, but otherwise it's not a game I'm going to do a whole lot with. What do you think here, Kevin? Devils, Blackhawks. Yeah, I just have one prop. I have uh, Jack Hughes over 3.5. Uh, anytime his line drops to 3.5, I think that's a pretty good bet. Uh, seven of the last ten, he's he's been over. Yep. Uh, I agree. It was minus one fifty five. So maybe against a better team, I I wouldn't play that play that price. Um, but again, against the Blackhawks, a team that gives up a lot, um, and something he's been consistently hitting, that I feel feel pretty good about that playing that price. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to sprinkle on Jonathan Taves, actually, probably a goal prop or point prop. Just you know, I think uh, that would be cool. Uh, you know, that would be cool after everything he's gone through. I mean, he has just had it. And the latest problem, what's kept him out has been long COVID. That's what it is. Long COVID-19 symptoms, uh, you know, where he's been obviously run down, tired, fatigued, you know, obviously under the headaches, uh, you know, bad, bad, you know, stomach virus issues, just all kinds of stuff associated with long COVID. And he's had all of it. So he's really been beaten up because of that thing. Uh, but it's good to see him back tonight, and we'll see what kind of – this is a good live betting game too. See what kind of spark it actually gives the Blackhawks early in the game uh, before you end up betting it. Uh, great stuff with Kevin Beach, who's with us on Saturdays. Uh, he's cutting his appearance with us a little short today. He's got to get to the uh, Predators game in a few minutes. Before we let you go, Kevin, the rapid fire for the remaining uh, five games that we haven't talked about yet. Dallas, Colorado, quickly, what do you like there? I'm going Rantanen over 3.5. It's, it's minus 125. He's – He's hit it eight of his last ten. Um, his his attempts in general are just up right now. He's he's putting the puck on a lot, and this is going to be. I don't think they're going to rest their, their big guys here. This is playing for the division, so uh, you know expect a lot of ice time out of him. So I got Ranson in over three point five. All right, Minnesota Vegas. I like the I like the under uh, minus minus one thirteen. I think both teams are going to be in playoff mode. Uh, Minnesota, this is how they're going to win in the playoffs is, is shut down hockey. Uh, they played very good hockey against uh, the Colorado Avalanche last game. Um, and I also like them on the, on the, mini the money line, uh, minus, minus 104. So uh, I, like, I like the wild here. 
it feels like a Vegas spot, but man, I don't know if I can go against the way the Wild are playing right now. And I do agree with the un, probably is lower scoring. I was fortunate to cash the over five and a half with Minnesota, Colorado the other night, needed an empty net goal to get there. This probably does feel lower scoring. All right, Los Angeles, Seattle. I have our uh, boy Vince Dunn over 1.5 on shots. It's uh, minus 150, so a bit of juice to play, but he's hit eight of 10. Uh, he's, he's been as consistent as ever. And then uh, obviously, can't forget about Victor Arbison. Uh, good price on him today. Minus, minus 125 to hit that over 2.5. Uh, he's been nine in the last 10. He's hit it. Yeah, that's that's a very good price uh, for Arvison. That is, I agree. I can't believe they dropped it to two and a half. Honestly, it's been three and a half for that guy yeah. most of the time. And he's been one of my go-to with shots on goal overs. Uh, Anaheim Edmonton. Anaheim Edmonton here. Um, you laying minus my... 580? Come on, you got to be laying minus no. 580 with Edmonton. <laughs> no. this, is, this is one I want to wait make sure. Uh... Not going to be a chalk eater, huh? I want to make sure Skinner's in that because um, that sure changes the complexion if, if Campbell's in that or, or Skinner's in that if I'm playing over-ender. Uh, so right now I'm just kind of weighing that out. There's there's not really any prices I like on that game. Uh, that might be something I jump on a, on a live bet if, if Anaheim can somehow get up early in the game. Uh, but other than that, that's one just, yeah, I, I don't I don't like any of those prices to play that. This might be a sneaky bet Anaheim spot. They're off that huge win against LA just because of Campbell's in net. How do you how do you justify Edmonton with Jack Campbell in net minus five eighty? I don't care who they're playing. I might have to. I know if Campbell's in net, it's a, it's an instant over bet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Me for sure. Oh, yeah. Definitely. All right. And final game on this card, Kevin, uh, San Jose, Arizona. This is a big game, huh? Big exciting one here. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is... Huge game. Playing for exercise. Yeah. I like Arizona. Yeah. They lost last night. I think they win tonight, but I'll get into that later. Yeah, this one I maybe only go on the over six point five. Um, both teams not not really playing for much. Uh, maybe maybe a bit of cherry picking, trying to score some goals. Uh, pad pad some stats here before the end of the season, but uh, that's that's the only thing I'm thinking about for me. That's kind of kind of a throwaway game. Uh, not not one I have too too much interest in. But uh, if anything, I'd go on the over in that game. I'll get into this more when we get into the Edmonton game, but suddenly Ryan Nugent Hopkins is shooting the puck a ton. I like his overshots tonight for, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers in uh, that game. Kevin, great stuff. Before we let you go, best bet for this huge card. What do you like? Yeah, give me Bo Horat. No point. It's plus money, plus 108. He's had three points in his last 10. And as an Islander in general, 11 of 24. He's just uh, just not happy right right now for him in the Islander uniform. Uh, I love that plus money, uh, something he's continually not, not picking up points, uh, game after game. So Bo Horvat, no point. All right, there we go. Bo Horvat to not get a point for the New York Islanders, uh, against the Tampa Bay lightning best bet for Kevin beach for this Saturday card. Kevin, enjoy the blues and the predators. I hope it's a good game for you. Uh, obviously it's been, uh, we'll let Alex come on and say hi to you before, uh, you, uh, head oh, it's on. great, that great transition here. Yeah. Great transition. <laughs> Can you hear? No, I can't hear you. But he's uh I'm sure he says hello. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right we, were, we were close to a quite quite swift transition there. So there we go. I thought it was gonna Almost be a smooth it. transition, but uh, not quite. Yeah. Can you hear me, yeah. Alex? You got us? You guys can hear me. No, he can't. No. Ah, we were gonna bring him on to see to say to do the transition. Oh shit. Oh well. Doesn't always work out the way you I want it. Uh, Kevin, you know, I know you gotta we... play shorthanded for a minute here then. 
Yeah, exactly. Good stuff. How are you, Alex? You guys hear me? I can finally yeah, hear you. There you go. He's rolling. Oh, yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. This about is this. good timing, my friend. Yeah, jumping on. Kevin's uh, heading out to uh, down to Nash, down to Bridgestone for the uh, Blues. I saw and the that. Predators. I was watching. I was watching yeah. a little bit on my phone because that's the only thing that's charged. My laptop, my everything. Like I, I went to sleep last night and didn't realize that power had gone out. So when I woke up today, yeah. I had to reset clocks and everything. So just not no getting everything issues. set up. Yeah, we had we had eight inches of snow on top of two inches yeah. of rain. So on it's, April uh, 1st. it's a mess up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no April Fool in there. So yeah, that's a, that's an April unfortunate reality. Uh, Kevin, thanks again. Uh, if you're around Tuesday night, join us for the uh, betcast for a little bit if you want to. Uh, but enjoy the game, Blues and Predators. Uh, have Hi a, guys, have a thanks, thanks for having me. Enjoy the game. Yeah, yeah, enjoy the game. Right. Good stuff, Kevin. Thanks. See you. Yeah. Cheers. All right, there he is, uh, Kevin Beach, uh, joining us here. Uh, as he does every Saturday, he's off to the Blues Predators game. Like I said, I wish they had a better opponent for him than St. Louis, but uh, <laughs> you can't pick and choose uh, who they're going to play on a certain uh, day. But uh, Alex, um, I guess uh, you're also not a fond of this card, from what you I understand. You're, it's it's a big yeah. card, but is the, we went through the first half. I guess this is your opportunity. Is there? I won't even go through every game. Talk about whatever game up until New Jersey, Chicago, that you want to talk about that uh, you like. Yeah, I was say I like way more in the in the night slate anyway, so it kind of worked out perfectly. I like uh, Boston. I'm laying the 130. I'm taking the shot. Normally, you know, we talk about it how you know usually this is a spot to fade team that's won the Presidents Trophy with you know, a few games left over. There's nothing else they can do. But like I said, the, with the fact of knowing that they could be playing the Penguins, and, and this is just always kind of a, a cantankerous battle between these two teams. They're not division rivals, but when they meet up against one another, it just kind of seems like there's just a bit of animosity. I guess, you know, you look at how successful these two franchises have been over the last 15, 20 years. They've kind of always popped up in each other's way uh, when making it far into the postseason, and, and that could be the case here again. I think Boston wants to, to make a stand here on national TV, ABC broadcast. I think they can come out early and get things rolling. And Pittsburgh, you know, we talk about all the time, must win doesn't mean will win. Yes, they need points in every game, but uh, I think Boston is just a better team, and I think they'll be able to kind of impose their will and, and play their game. And that's the thing that really scares me about, you know, either you jump all in with Boston or you stay completely away from it because that's just a team that's not really right now. Like, is it built to – they either show up early – and maybe I should probably just be playing this first period and, and, and going from there. But I think 130 is a cheap enough price where I think they do get an early lead and we won't be able to get anything better than that. So I'm laying that price. And also in the second half, you mentioned uh, New Jersey, Chicago. I would take a small, small shot, half unit at top, at most on Chicago tonight at home. With Taves coming back in the lineup. New Jersey, I mean, yes, they are still playing, trying to grab home ice uh, in, in the first round and possibly a division title as well. I think this is the last game the Hawks even have a chance to win uh, moving down the stretch with Taves back in the lineup, home crowd. Uh, interesting note that this game will be on ESPN2. First regular season game to be on ESPN2 since 2004. Uh, I thought that was really interesting that, that for some reason that network has not utilized far enough during the regular season. But uh, I do think the Hawks can put together something here. I think they can just catch a, a maybe a disinterested Devils team early. And this should probably, like I said, with Taves back in, in, in the lineup and at home, this will probably be one of the bigger crowds we've seen in quite some time. Uh, I, I just see this being kind of the last hurrah for the Hawks. Not necessarily Taves, of course. He's been kind of mum on whether he's going to retire at the end of the year. But I think people kind of realize, hey, this might be one of the last times we get to see Jonathan Taves in a Hawks uniform at 1901 West Madison. People might go out and watch this one. So those are the two things I like early. Uh, Bruins minus $1.30 and a small play on the Hawks. I got plus 285. 
Yeah, I, I was uh, mentioned in Chicago, at, at least in the first period, maybe the first 20 minutes, you know, with uh, having Taves back. Because there is an emotional bent to it. I mean, he's obviously a guy that's been connected with the franchise for uh, a very long time as the captain. And he's gone through a lot with that long COVID uh, experience that he's had. Uh, and, yeah, I could I could see them for one game showing up tonight. Now, uh, if you're a Chicago fan, you're hoping it's just uh, one game here. Uh, with the uh, Chicago uh, Blackhawks uh, showing up and playing hard, playing well, because you want that last place spot, which you're so close to getting uh, right now uh, in the uh, standings. But uh, definitely, I think when you look at this uh, matchup here with uh, that uh, Devils team, it's not a great – Devils have had some big games this week. You know, Islanders, Rangers. It, this it yeah. screams flat spot playing lowly Chicago, too. It's not a devil spot yeah. maybe to play their best. So Chicago's got a chance to sneak up on them tonight. And our friend Jamel H is in the chat, so I got to give out uh, Islanders Lightning draw plus three twenty five. I did not draw that like in the, in the first half. So. I don't know. Like I say, it's not just Jamel; it's anybody that's criticized the draw looks. I mean, do you not like oh. plus four hundred winners? Did you not like cashing with Rangers Buffalo? I, I didn't have that. I forgot to bet it. Stupid me. Uh, mm -hmm. But I did have Buffalo. I would have been pissed if the draw hit and Buffalo lost. No one. I was really yeah. liking Buffalo. I would have been mad. But I got it with Vancouver Calgary later in the night. The draw there. Thought we were going to get Dallas, Arizona, but bad third period there from uh, Arizona. And that was that was a scary thing. I said it yesterday on, on that on that card. I liked that that draw based on the situational spots, but we knew that Dallas. If, if there if there was one team was going to run away, it would have been Dallas. There would I didn't. There was no way I saw you know Arizona winning that game four two. It was either Dallas as it ended up being five two, or that was a game that goes to OT and Arizona probably ended up winning that in OT. Honestly, but we'll talk about Arizona and those teams a little bit later. Yeah. So if, if for those draw haters, I mean, it's draw season. It's that's what it is right now. You don't like two uh, two out of the three game four games last night hit the draw and at plus three seventy or better. I guess you don't the, like those big the plus stat at the beginning of the show worth of winners. Yeah. Well, the yeah. stat at the beginning of the show. So twenty four percent of of the games in the last three weeks have gone to overtime. And if you're betting yeah, at three twenty five, if yep. you're betting everything at three twenty five, you've made you you become profitable. And and there has only been. As far as I know, and I've been watching this virtually every day throughout the entire season, I've only seen one draw price that was below 300. It was a plus, like, 290. Uh, and I think it was involving – I want to say it was Devils playing against maybe Nashville. It was, it was when the Devils were in their run of, like, five or six games going to a draw, and they're playing a team that had three straight draws. That's the only thing I've seen less than plus 300. All season, we're talking about thousands of games. So even if you were betting every game, if you bet – a five dollars at plus 300 or better you, you would still be doing fairly well so i i don't understand it but you know people are gonna hate yeah it, whatever what, what can we say i mean i just uh and it's like there's, there's a there's a nice there's a good group there's not a good group i don't because i don't agree but there's a solid number and, and group of and there's a faction of viewers and listeners of this show that despise our how many times we're recommending the draw on this show it's 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 really crazy it's amazing yeah. but uh I guess, like I say, I guess the plus four hundred ticket in your pocket doesn't uh, matter to you. Uh, at the end, and the, of the funniest night, thing uh, is that yeah. the all the vitriol is coming now when we've really been doing this for about three years, four yeah. years if you count postseasons. But you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, you, you can't bet the draw in every game, Rick J. Uh, but no. you, you can definitely cause selective spots where it makes sense to, for sure. Like Detroit, Winnipeg, for example. I didn't love the draw on that, and I didn't love the draw. And there's one other too. Uh, a couple nights ago where it, clearly I didn't love the draw and it didn't come close to it. And, and, I'm, and I'll tell you something else too. Then this kind of relates to not to even get off, off course. This is actually kind yeah. of a, a betting theory and, and a, maybe just a handicapping kind of thing. People 
it, it, we talk about this all the time with square betters, right? Like everybody loves betting overs because of the fact that they want to see action. It, it's not – they don't always quantify it with stats. We bet overs because we just see the trend of scoring in hockey over the last, you know, five to ten yeah. years. We see, we're seeing the patterns, and we've seen the patterns shift this season. We've bet some unders. I know I've bet some unders. I haven't gotten lucky with them, but I have been l- looking at unders. So we're not looking at these things from the, an entertainment value. We're looking at these things for, you know, the purpose of making money. So in saying that, you know, yes, waiting for a game to go to overtime, there's nothing entertaining about that whatsoever, okay? If it happens to be a good game that's back and forth, so be it. That's awesome. But that's not what we're, we're anticipating. I, I couldn't give a fuck. They could be sitting on their hands and feet for 60 minutes if I have the draw. I want the fucking draw to cash. I don't care what, what, what fun. If I want to watch a fun game, I'll watch, you know, my Hawks, you know, give up five goals, all right? Like, you know, and, and see some offense. But that's not what I'm looking for with a drawback. Like, you know, so people have to kind of take that out of the equation, too. Like, yeah, like I've heard people like in the chat, literally say that, you know, they, they're super anxious, you know, watching a game being tied. It's like, you know what? Maybe don't just watch every second of it, because that's yep. the thing, even with an under. I, if I have a bet on an under game, chances are I'm not going to be watching it intently the whole time because, all yeah, it's just going to drive me nuts. Like, that's just human nature. You know, so, you know, watch another game, foot back and forth. You know, I, I think at this point in the season, everybody who's betting is watching three or four games at once right now. So. Especially on a Saturday like today, where there's just a ton of games. And by the way, this is this is actually a this is just actually a a small drop in the bucket compared to next Saturday when all 16 teams are playing, uh, or 16 games and all 32 teams, I should say, are playing uh, in the NHL next Saturday. So crazy, uh, crazy a Saturday coming up next week. But uh, yeah, I was surprised actually. I didn't realize until you just said it. I'm seeing it now. Yeah, ESPN two tonight for. Mm-hmm. Devils and Blackhawks. That's a very big surprise. So it's uh, and I'm just looking at it. we got they obviously sent the A team to the Boston Pittsburgh game with Sean McDonough, Ray Ferraro, Emily Kaplan are in Pittsburgh for the game on ABC. Uh, I like the crew though for the ESPN two game. Mike Monaco is not bad. He's not a bad play by play guy. You that young kid, uh, and he's done a few games now for ESPN. Mike Monaco. He's done a nice job. He's working with Cassie. Uh, on the uh, Devils and uh, Blackhawks game tonight. So, and you already know this is going to be a ball dropped opportunity right here with, with ESPN two. This would have been a great like three hours to go with the old graphics and do the old fire on ice thing that they used to do for for the NHL games. But I highly doubt that'll happen. No, uh, probably not either. <laughs> so uh, yeah, there you go. ESPN two national TV for the uh, Blackhawks. The Blackhawks could be forty games below five hundred. They'll get on national TV somehow. It's just because that's the kind of market they are. They're making up for the last twenty five years. All the all the years yeah. in the two thousands when we couldn't get on TV. So <laughs> yeah, I mean exactly. we shouldn't be on national TV. I I, I feel I'm, I apologize on behalf of of the team. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, yeah, all the years when we actually had a, a good team and you know. You live in the city, you couldn't even watch it. So you, know, you got to make up for that lost time, I guess. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, I think when you look at it, it is what it is. Plus, they make these matchups before the season. So a lot of times hey, later in the season, hey, you, you wish like the, I'm sure ABC wished they didn't have that, what is it, St. Louis a couple weeks ago uh, playing uh, after they traded everybody. But, you know, it is what it is. That was their schedule for that Saturday game that week. It is what it is. You know, All right. it's funny, too. Just one quick thing in reference to, to networks. I don't know if you notice this. The NFL is trying to be able to flex Thursday night games. I'm wondering if we see that happen, will we start seeing in all leagues where you'll be able to flex some of these national games up? Because, I, I mean, they made the schedule. We're talking about, you know, early September. They should be able – the NHL should definitely be able to 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 swing that where they can flex some of these games late in the season. I think it's overdue for all of them to do it. I mean, who mm-hmm. wants to watch a, sh- a crap-ass Thursday night football game like Colts and Broncos last year? And there's just so many examples of just horrendous games. And, you know, unfortunately, we see that in the NHL, too. 
you know, with the uh, schedule, just because of the fact, again, all these matchups are scheduled preseason and things change. Teams are better than expected. Teams are worse than expected. And you'd like to be able to get your ass out of some of these late season games that look good before the season. Now they don't look so good. So I think it's going to become uh, a thing with all the major sports as well. We're going to see more of this uh, with the uh, ability to flex uh, out of uh, a game that's maybe not as appealing. Uh, all right. What is appealing is products from Gramco, uh, which we're going to get to uh, in just a moment. Hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. We've still got five games to go on this card. Back to preview them right after we hear from Gramco. Support for the Ice Gas is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you will get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we are back with a good game. Next up, Dallas and Colorado. We've got the Avs minus 165, a home favorite, six the total in this game. Uh, if you like the draw, if you don't like the draw, close your uh, ears here. Put your thumbs between your uh, ears because I like the draw here with the uh, Stars and the uh, Avs. Um, I, what I, I'm worried about, too, is uh, I was actually rather perplexed that they gave Jake Ottinger the start last night. And normally I don't like the same goalie starting on back-to-back -back nights. That does concern me. But it's the right move. How do you put Matthew Murray in there against Colorado? You can't do that. If you started Ottinger last night, which Peter DeBoer did, you got to come back to him tonight uh, against uh, Colorado. And that's exactly what they're doing. And Jake Ottinger, I've heard him talk this season, Alex. He does not mind the workload. He says he's like Hellebuck. They've both been on record. Throw me in there on a back-to-back. -back. I'm ready to go. I don't, I, I don't think it impacts me negatively. So uh, it is going to be uh, Jake Ottinger once again in net tonight for uh, Dallas. It should be Georgiev uh, for uh, Colorado, likely uh, goalie, as you would expect uh, for them. Uh, Colorado, you know, you look at the way they've played recently. Uh, they've had some big-time uh, opportunities to step up here and haven't always done it. It's concerning that, um, you know, after that Minnesota loss, the other night, 4-2 uh, to the uh, Minnesota Wild. It's concerning to me, Alex, that the Avalanche are currently on a 1-6 slide in their last seven games against a team that's in the playoffs right now. Okay, that's their record against playoff teams that are currently playoff bound if the season ended today. Colorado's 1-6 in their last seven games against those teams. So, you know, a lot of the wins, unfortunately, for Colorado, we know they're a team that's capable of winning the Cup and winning the West, I, I for sure. But you know, a lot of their wins have been against the weaklings lately. Look at Chicago, Arizona twice, Anaheim, you know, Detroit, Ottawa. You know, their last really good win was against Toronto uh, back on March the 15th, and they needed a shootout to win that game 2-1. to one. That's why I like the draw here. I think Colorado in regulation is going to be tough. Like, they have not won many games against the best teams lately, and the, and the games they have won against the best teams, it's 
been overtime or it's been a tight game. It's been, you know, by the skin of their teeth to get the job done. So, uh, and you look too for the uh, Colorado Avalanche still, you know, without, you know, Manson, of course, on the blue line, lacking and out uh, up front. Uh, it's uh, a team that just right now, they're still looking to get back to that second gear. It looked like they were getting to it about a month ago, but uh, at the moment they haven't been. And I'll give Dallas uh, some credit too. Uh, they're really revving things up. They've won three of their last four. Uh, granted Chicago, you could even nitpick at them, their schedule, their last two wins were Arizona and Chicago, but they beat Pittsburgh. They beat Calgary. Uh, they beat Seattle twice. You know, they're still playing relatively solid hockey. What I like is that Jamie Ben's playing great right now. Pavelski playing great. Robertson hints are all have all been outstanding uh, for the uh, Dallas stars. Wyatt Johnston's been great as a rookie. You know, I don't think they're going to be intimidated by uh, playing in Denver. Minnesota wasn't. I mean, they were the better team, Alex, for the first two periods. And then in the third period, it was all Colorado. Minnesota was just trying to hang on, protect the lead. But that's why you got Philip Gustafson, a great goalie. And, uh, you know, Dallas has got that same blueprint. You know, I think they're playing well enough where they've got confidence and they've got Jake Ottinger in that who is slowly but surely starting to slowly get his game back to a level that we think he's capable of for the uh, Stars. So I actually lean to the dog as well, Dallas, but on a back-to-back, you know, I might ease pump the brakes on that. I do like this draw, though. I really do. Uh, I think there's a very solid potential here. We see these teams go beyond uh, regulation in this game. Keep in mind the Minnesota-Colorado game, which I also sprinkled on the draw there, it very nearly got to overtime. I mean, very close. In fact, not for some heroics from Gustafson to keep that game 3-2 before Minnesota put it away in the empty net. That game very easily could have gone to overtime. So plus 360 is out there at FanDuel. Uh, with the draw here for the uh, Stars uh, and the uh, Avalanche. Definitely, I think, worth the look. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Dallas, Colorado. Yeah, I'm actually looking at this first period over. Uh, this is a great price. I'm seeing it as low as $1.28 at FanDuel. And, and if, if you have access to FanDuel, I would say that's a book to keep around because I'm seeing some of the best first period numbers over the last few weeks coming out of FanDuel. Uh, Bet Online always has some good numbers, too, for, the, for those who can't get that and, and, and need something offshore. But I definitely noticed that. So, uh, you know, we've seen Dallas cashing in uh, with these first period overs. And I think Colorado, like I said, you know, they're struggling against quality teams. As you mentioned, that one in six mark against teams that are that are currently positioned to be in, in, the, in the playoffs. And that's that's concerning. But I also you look at how Dallas really put it on with, with Colorado. I think this is going to be a back and forth battle, like you like you said. The draw scares me a little bit because as as much as we've made off of Dallas going into overtime lately, I seem like I've given a bunch of it back. A lot of their games have have been able to uh, finish out within sixty minutes. So I'm going to stay away from the draw here. I like this first period over. I would lay it all the way up to a dollar thirty five at the one and a half. I think we see goals here early, and I think Colorado is definitely going to try it and and establish the tempo and possession early. Uh, knowing that this Dallas team can really ramp it up and, and, and take it to them like they did the last time they met. All right, there you go. Liking that first period over, Alex, here with the uh, Stars and the uh, Abs. As far as the prop market goes, there's, you know, again, I, all the players I mentioned for Dallas just a minute ago, take your pick. I mean, all of them, I think, could have a chance to make an uh, impact offensively. For Colorado, uh, I would probably uh, uh, roll with uh, the usual suspect. Ranton and over shots on goal. I know Kevin mentioned that shot on goal prop. I like it. I think over three and a half shots for him is good. I think it's, as far as the uh, goal and point props, I would look at the usual characters. Comfort stepped up lately. Uh, certainly, we uh, we know how good uh, Rantanen and uh, McKinnon are, but Nachushkin's picked up his game lately as well. So uh, there's a prop you might be uh, able to look at as well. Uh, Minnesota-Vegas. Um, 
We've got Vegas minus 110. Actually, it's pretty much even money. Vegas slight home favorite in some spots, six the uh, total uh, in this game. The uh, Vegas Golden Knights off a loss to the uh, San Jose Sharks the other night. San Jose always seems to play Vegas tough. They did so again. That's now two straight losses for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. And now they take on this surging Minnesota Wild team. Uh, and, uh, you know, not going to be easy here for Vegas to bounce back. Vegas beat Minnesota 5-1, I remember, February the 9th. That was back when the Wild were playing just dreadful hockey. Remember? I remember that stretch, and we were all over Vegas in that game because Minnesota was in a horrible time at that point. But, boy, they're not in a horrible time now. That was a huge win against Colorado. I know it's one win, and playoffs still yet to be determined. A team that hasn't had playoff success, Minnesota, but that's still huge. To go to Denver and control that game for two periods. They were the better team for two periods. And the third period, they, you know, Colorado really came after them and did everything but tie it. But um, they deserved the two points. They were very good in that. You saw Dean Everson's reaction after the win. You could tell he was pumped uh, for sure. He was high-fiving, fist-bumping his assistant coaches uh, behind the bench after that. It was a huge win. I don't know. I'm a little concerned. They really, really reacted much stronger than you would expect after a regular season win for that. Did they, can they ramp it up again here for another big effort against what I think is going to be a pretty pissed-off Vegas team? So that's the concern here. I I don't really want to get in front of Minnesota right now. They're playing well. I think I'd lean wild. Maybe I'm, I don't love the game overall, but I'll do a little sprinkle here. Wild and draw. A little on both here. Wild and draw uh, in this game. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Wild, golden knight. Draw, of course, makes sense because it's a wild game. But I don't know about taking a wild here. I think, like I said, off of that, that's a humongous win for yep. for the wild against Colorado. Yep. That, that's big. And, and I... You know, like I said, I watch the Wild a lot, follow them closely, being here, you know, literally in wild, the middle of, of Wild Country. But when they win big games like that and they don't do it too often, that next game, it's just hard to back them to, to string it together. Yeah. And, and they've struggled with Vegas over the years. You know, Flory going back to T-Mobile. I just think this is a spot for Vegas to get the win here. It's going to be close and definitely wouldn't look at anything regulation. Like I said, draw sprinkle will be worth uh something of anything but I'm, i took vegas minus a dollar 10 i actually grabbed this last night and minus a dollar 10 still like at a dollar 15 or up to a dollar 20 uh I, I just i trust it's gonna be a close game but i think vegas can can break away late and uh and win this one like i said that's, a, that's a, such a big win for minnesota and to have that kind of a win against a division rival you're in first place and now where do you head right after vegas you know, I, I just maybe there's a little bit of a flat spot. That's true. A little partying after that. That's when they, I'm sure they left Colorado right away to go to Vegas and feeling great after that huge win to get to separate themselves further to go up three on Colorado for first in the central. Yeah, that's and of course, partying. This is the, and this is the first time they played since, you know, me meeting the dads and of course Vegas getting the win here in St. Paul. So, uh, you know, like I think Vegas can kind of rally and, and, and double back on that. I like the Golden Knights to get the win situationally, there is an edge Golden Knights here. I mean, it's hard to ignore it. And look, the price is actually cheap. You know, you don't often get Vegas even money on their home ice at T-Mobile. Yeah. Now, granted, they haven't been as good at T-Mobile this year uh, as they've been in years past, but it's getting better. 22-16 and 16 at home. Uh, they do have more road wins, but, you know, they're at least playing a little bit better the last month or so at home than they did early in the uh, season. So, yeah, it definitely feels situationally like it screams Vegas after a huge win for Minnesota to, to ramp it up again. Uh, and then have being in Vegas where you're, you know, already happy and an ecstasy after beating Colorado. Maybe you got into a little fun and games as well uh, in uh, Vegas. So interesting. I'm fascinated. It's a great game in the late night hours. Looking forward to it. Uh, this game, too, is pretty good. we got a couple of really good late games. This is another one, L.A. and Seattle. 
Uh, we've got the uh, Kraken minus 115, slight home favorite, six the total in this game. I don't want to make it look like I'm chasing L.A., but I'm on L.A. here. I mean, uh, with all due respect to Seattle, uh, you know, they've um, they've had a great season and they look like they're going to get into the playoffs. Now, they have work to do, but they're solidly in the number one wild card ahead of Winnipeg. They'd have to collapse down the stretch to not make it. But what I don't like about Seattle, Alex, is it's been a while since they put two straight wins together. This has not been a team that's been good off a win lately. They win one, they lose one. They win one, they lose one. That's been their pattern lately. And look, the wins are Nashville, who are mediocre, Anaheim, Dallas in overtime, which was a pretty good win, then San Jose, and they needed overtime to beat them. So, you know, I I still worry about Seattle's ability to step up in class. And I think you're getting the Kings tonight kind of, hey, let's let's end this uh, little skid that we've had here. Uh, The last two games, losing to Calgary and Edmonton, tough losses. You know, Skinner, Stuart Skinner had the game of his life, I thought, the other night against yes, L.A. That was the best I've ever seen out of him. He was sensational. It's not like the Kings played like shit. You know, they just couldn't put the puck in the net uh, in yeah. that 2-0. And it's not like Corpusalo played bad. He was really good as well. He only gave up two goals. Uh, it's just that Skinner just was just a little bit better. Uh, and L.A. couldn't find the back of the net. So they played well in defeat there. I don't think they played that badly in defeat against Calgary either. You know, it was one of those games Markstrom showed up. So all of a sudden, the offense has kind of run dry here a little bit for the uh, L.A. Kings uh, the last couple of games. Uh, we'll see who's in net for the uh, Seattle Kraken. Uh, it is worth noting they gave Martin Jones the start last time out. So do they go back to Martin Jones tonight, or do we see Philip Grubauer uh, back in net for the uh, Kraken? It isn't confirmed yet. I expect Corpusalo for L.A. hasn't been confirmed, but sites haven't projected to be the goalie. I think this is becoming clear now that Scorpusalo started multiple games in a row. I think it's becoming crystal clear. He's starting game one uh, in the playoffs a couple weeks from now. And I think it's the right call with all due respect to the great work put in by Phoenix Copley. He hasn't been nearly as sharp the last few weeks. He's had a couple of rough games and I think uh, they want, I think they see Corpusalo with the better longer term upside. Uh, and it's the right call, I think, by Todd McClellan. So I think it'll be Corpus Solo, and I definitely think it'll be Corpus tonight, and I think it'll definitely be Corpus Solo when the playoffs start uh, in a couple weeks. So I like L.A. here, minus 105. Uh, Alex, King's cracking. You know, I landed on the draw in this game, and it's not because I really love it. It's because I'm really torn between these two sides. Like you said, I, I, I can make a case for both. It's hard. Like I said, Seattle, they have not been able to string together wins, and they've been a team that I've, I've actually kind of struggled with for the most part this year. I've you know, caught the lightning in the bottle with them early, but they've kind of floundered at times. And, and with L.A., team I've definitely made a bunch of money with over the last couple of years. Uh, and you mentioned with Corpus Allo, I think he gets the win here tonight. I think that certainly will solidify him starting game one in the playoffs. And I do think that's the better option. I mean, you know, Phoenix Copley, he shouldn't hang his head low. Like you said, he played his ass off. He's the reason why they're even in a playoff spot right now or the potential to even make the playoffs. He carried them this far. There's no shame in him being the backup. And of course, he got another million and a half uh, for next year because of uh, those solid efforts. So, you know, good job by him. And, and Corpus Allo, I, I mentioned it, you know, the new lease on life that he has. It's, it's fun watching him play because now we get to see what kind of talent he is in front of a much better team. Uh, you know, and, and it, it's not, you know, he's not Linus Olmar, obviously leaving Buffalo, but, uh, but it's just, it's just good to see a guy that, you know, we were kind of wondering, you know, is he just the middle of the road goalie, just the average, you know, guy who's going to be casted off in a few years. No, he actually might have some, some, you know, uh, a higher ceiling than we thought now that he's with a better team. So, I could definitely see this one being a back and forth battle. I like the draw here at plus three thirty. Uh, like I said, that that's kind of the the high water mark. But anything 
and, and we'll start getting that more when we get in the playoffs. There will be some prices that I'm not looking for with the draw because we're going to see, and I think now the fact that we've seen it cash in so often lately, we're not going to get those plus 350s, plus 400s come playoff time. We're probably going to be stuck in, they're going to be moving this thing between 300 and 330, 335. So we'll talk more about that in the next couple of weeks. But uh, for this one, plus 330 is worth taking a shot with. Both teams need points. Uh, Kings, like I said, definitely don't want to lose three in a row and three division games in a row, no less. So uh, it should be a, a fun watch. It's probably be the best game to watch uh, in the late hour. Seattle's been a good overtime team lately. Four of the last ten for Seattle have gone. This might be a good – I might even sprinkle on that draw. Talk me into it because I also look at the series history. Last two meetings have been to overtime or shootout for the Kings versus the Kraken. And the last time they met, which was one of those overtime games, we know which one it was, November 29th. We were on a bet cast that night, 9-8, that crazy game where they bet that thing under six, under five and a half, and uh, that over never had a chance. Uh, 9-8 it ended for the uh, uh, Seattle Kraken in that game. Seattle's actually won both uh, all three meetings this year uh, against L.A. So if you believe in series history, that's maybe you like Seattle here, but I think L.A. is going to get them tonight. Uh, I think after two losses in Alberta, you get the best from the Kings tonight. And I still think if you measure these two teams head to side by side, I like the L.A. team better. All right, Anaheim Edmonton. We've got the uh, Oilers minus 500 home favorites, uh, seven uh, being the uh, total in this game. I think this is a Jack Campbell start tonight. Uh, it's he, he, and it will be because he's been moved from projected to likely in a couple of sites, including left wing lock. So it's looking like Jack Campbell. Um, wow. Uh, I mean, this total obviously stands out that it, it, I, I do like the over, but seven. I'm still going to try at least to get a six and a half live. Uh, I still am not rushing to bet at over seven. But what I am now going to be looking at here in this uh, game, even with the like the Ducks are not exactly. Uh, showing you a whole lot right now. That's the one concern. This has been a pretty rough stretch of hockey, pretty brutal stretch for the uh, Anaheim Ducks. Their offense has been lifeless in a lot of these games. I mean, three goals against St. Louis is the most they've scored in a game uh, in their last six. The others, one against Vancouver, one against Calgary, two goals against Winnipeg, one goal against Colorado, one goal against Seattle uh, in their last game. Like They are just not scoring right now, and they've got – you know, a couple of key injuries. Zegris is day-to-day and Troy Terry's out. That's arguably two of their best forwards and two of their best scorers right there. Uh, so, you know, you look at it and you just I do worry about where the goals are going to come from for this team on this six-game losing streak. But then you see Jack Campbell in that and you see the team total of Anaheim plus 112, all right? It's plus price on over two and a half for Anaheim's team total. I got to bet that. I have to. I just have to. With Jack Campbell in net, with a potential dead spot for Edmonton, which this most assuredly is, after wins against Vegas and L.A., two teams you might play in the playoffs, now you play Anaheim, and then you go to L.A. to play the Kings again on Tuesday night if you're the Oilers. This is the ultimate sandwich spot, and I'm not a big sandwich spot guy, but my goodness, you got lowly Anaheim at home uh, after games against Vegas and L.A., and then, oh, you play L.A. again Tuesday night in L.A. So this is not an Oilers spot. I mean, Minus 500, I mean, I get it. Uh, Anaheim's horrible at the moment. Edmonton's rolling, but this is a – I think you're taking some ma- massive risks here uh, with the Edmonton Oilers if you're going to lay this uh, a crazy price on them. Minus 500 in a dubious spot and, of course, with um, 
Jack Campbell in net. By the way, it's two nothing Predators uh, uh, jumping on the Blues early in that game. So, and again, the Predators still very much alive in the uh, playoff uh, chase. Still uh, just a few points behind Winnipeg, and obviously with both Winnipeg and Calgary winning last night, it becomes imperative for Nashville uh, to try to keep pace. Uh, but getting back to uh, Anaheim and Edmonton here, yeah, I like that Ducks team total. I over two and a half plus one twelve. Just get to three goals against a goalie that usually gives up three goals. I think it can be done. Uh, and I'll look for a live over as well. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Ducks, Oilers. Yeah, if I had to bet something, that would be the best thing to look at would be uh, Ducks team total. But that's the thing. I don't have to bet it, and I'm not betting anything. This one. I mean, like I said, there's no way. Oilers should win this game 8 nothing. Uh, they yeah. probably won't. <laughs> this will probably be, like I said, they always make make shitty, uh, difficult on themselves, especially against division teams. But this will probably be one they squeak out 4-3 in overtime. But, um, yeah, it's, I'm not going to bet this. It's a pass. Yeah, I think the Blues, I think, you know what, I was just thinking that because I did put a couple bucks on this uh, over here, six with the Blues and the Predators. I think we can bet the Blues overs the rest of the season. Their defense is just, yeah. you saw it the other night, that was a track meet with with Vancouver uh, the other night. I mean, they're just, and it's over, over every game now with the Blues. The Blackhawks-Blues game the other night, too. Yep. Yeah. Is it, and it seems like I said, you know, it's not set in stone yet, but Hofer pushing Bennington. And I don't, you know, we haven't seen Bennington. Think about when Bennington and Allen were going back and forth, right? Whenever Allen gets to start, Bennington would come back and he'd bounce back and he'd have, you know, a game with 25 saves, only giving up two goals. We aren't seeing that pushback from Bennington now. I think he kind of realizes right and maybe on the wall, he may be out of St. Louis, I think, by uh, the beginning of the next season. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. It wouldn't shock me, too, because we've heard Craig Berube audibly to the media this year talk about how he's getting frustrated with his antics yeah, as well so. uh, during games, saying, would you stop and, the puck? Remember that he, epic rant, stop the puck, he said? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. He, he needs to change the scenery. They're getting yeah. tired of him. I think he's getting tired of, of being there. And, yeah. yeah, he just, you know, I think that'll, that'll revive his career. Because if he doesn't, if he sticks around through the majority of the contract that he has signed, this he'll, he'll be out of the league in about five or six years. Uh, that would that would absolutely uh, not uh, surprise me one bit. All right, final game. Uh, this is not a glamorous game plan for exercise. Two teams in the uh, sweepstakes for Connor Bedard. San, well, not so much Arizona. They've really hurt their chances. San Jose still is, but even there, they're starting to win a bit too much lately. I'm worried about my San Jose bet, goddammit, from before the season to have the worst record uh, in the NHL. I bet San Jose and I, Philadelphia, I bet too, which is not going to win, obviously, but I, I bet San Jose on the in the West and I don't like that they're winning. I mean, uh, I think I'm probably not going to win that bet anymore. San Jose to have the worst uh, record uh, in the NHL this season uh, with the way they're going. But San Jose's in Arizona tonight to take on the Coyotes. Sharks are minus 115, uh, road favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. It is back-to-back for Arizona. They hosted Dallas last night, lost 5-2. It is a bit of a rest advantage for the Sharks who played on uh, Thursday night with the 4-3 win against Vegas. Two straight wins for San Jose at home. But now they go on the road, and uh, the road's been a problem for the uh, San Jose Sharks. Uh, the uh, road performances lately have not been good uh, going into uh, this game here tonight. 16-41 and 41 they are long-term in their last 57 road games. Uh, and now they go on the road tonight against Arizona. So even though Arizona's back-to-back, it's not like they had, they had any travel. Uh, they're at home again. Uh, we'll see who's in uh, net tonight for the uh, Arizona Coyotes uh, in this game off the uh, back-to-back. But uh, we're assuming uh, – actually, it's already confirmed it's Prosvetov uh, yeah. in net for the uh, uh, Arizona Coyotes uh, here tonight uh, in goal for them. And if you actually look at the way he's played uh, here for the uh, Coyotes in minimal duty, you know, he's been solid. He's had three starts in the month of March, five goals and three starts combined. 
two goals, two or less in all three starts. He's actually played pretty well, uh, Prosvatov here for the uh, Coyotes uh, in limited starts. So, yeah, Matthew Bingham's reading my mail. Yo, Arizona draw split, same as last night, with, which ho- with hopefully better results tonight uh, in this game. That's what I like here. Arizona minus 105, and as well the draw, because, look, San Jose is still playing hard. I mean, you got to give them credit. They beat um, Winnipeg and Vegas, you know, two potentially playoff-bound teams, you know, uh, in the last uh, couple of games at home. So it's not like they're rolling over here playing dead. The effort's been there. The goaltending, particularly from James Reimer, has been pretty solid lately. Not so much Kockenden's been terrible, but Reimer uh, has been quite solid for them. And I'm assuming we're going to get James Reimer here tonight. Although, I'm seeing sites projecting Kockenden, multiple sites projecting Kapo Kockenden. So that's good for Arizona for sure. Uh, if he's going to be in net. Uh, but I do like the draw a little bit as well. The draw, again, at FanDuel. Alex, I'm telling you, FanDuel's got the best prices for the draw. I, I haven't been c- paying attention to this until recently, but I'm noticing they're even better than Pinnacle lately with these draw prices uh, for me. I always thought Pinnacle was the best that you could get as far as these prices on the draw and that you couldn't find better than at Pinnacle with the draw. But the draw at Pinnacle for this game is plus 340. It's plus 370 right now wow. uh, at FanDuel. So I love that draw price, price plus 370, Arizona minus 105. And if it's Kockenden, I like the over. But I'm going to wait on the over until I get Kockenden uh, confirmation uh, for the uh, San Jose Sharks. And Arizona's kind of been trending over lately uh, a little bit as well. So I do like the over, but only if we get double K, uh, Capo Kockenden in net for the Sharks. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Final game, San Jose, Arizona. Yeah, I love Arizona here in this spot and shop around because I've seen this now flip to plus money in, in some places. So that's why I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what the goaltending situation will be for San Jose because I thought for sure it would be Reimer based on seeing that movement. I got a dollar five. I, I laid a dollar five, but now I'm seeing plus a uh, hundred plus a dollar five, and I thought that for sure that would mean Reimer. So if it's Cockenham and you're getting plus money with Arizona, that's by all means take take the yotes here in this one. And quick question too, Ian. You said you had San Jose worst record. That's by percentage points or by or by wins, fewest wins. That's uh the, the it's by it's points. It is points. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because yeah, because points, San Jose yeah. does only ha- they only have 21 wins. They have the fewest wins in the league. So if you have some people do have win totals as opposed yeah. to point totals. So if you do have a win total under with San Jose, you should be in good shape. But yeah, but, but, uh, but, but worst record, I think they might, they might fall out of favor with that for sure. But uh, like I said, there's still some games left and they keep playing. Uh, you know, like I said, they've won two in a row now to try to win a third and go on the road in a tough mold arena environment. I just don't see it happening here. So uh, give me the Yotes. I'll take them on the money line. All right, like in Arizona, I'll, I'm on Arizona and a little less on the draw at plus 370. And again, I'll add the over if it's cocking in a net for the uh, San Jose Sharks. And obviously, if it's cocking in a net, I become a lot more interested in the usual suspects for Arizona. Keller, Hayton, uh, Kraus, Michelli, uh, all those guys we've talked about repeatedly for the Arizona Coyotes being good prop looks here uh, in this game tonight. All right, there you go. That is the uh, Saturday slate inside of 90 minutes, which is pretty impressive for uh, 13 games uh, on the card. A shout out to everyone in the chat on YouTube. Hit the like button. We appreciate it. And to our podcast listeners, thank you for tuning in as well. Check out patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. A goalie charts, totals, charts, power ratings, a daily ice guys show betting card, uh, bonus content, patreon.com slash ice guys, the playoff box giveaway presented by Gramco. Make sure you fill out the form form is in the youtube video description uh, below this video fill out that form because you got a week left to do it 
and we're going to have multiple winners for that playoff box giveaway contest. Uh, and we'll announce them a week from today, the final Saturday show of the regular season next Saturday, April 8th. Yes, definitely sign up right now. You have until Friday, next Friday, the 7th at midnight. That's when we'll uh, pull down the form. The link is, like I said, posted in our description on the YouTube. It's posted at our Twitter page, uh, pinned on top at the underscore ice guys. Uh, you can DM me as well if you if you need me to send you the link directly. Uh, also, check out the Ice Guys store. Two days left of 20% off everything in the store. Uh, I had a couple people text me and a couple people DM me some of the merch that they got. We love seeing that. So uh, feel free to tag uh, either one of us or the underscore Ice Guys for any of your merch once it arrives. Uh, check that out right now. 20% off everything for today and tomorrow over at iceguys.myspreadshop.com. That's iceguys.myspreadshop.com. There we go. Good stuff indeed. All right. Good stuff. Hopefully coming up. We got best bets to wrap up the show right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0 takes care of your facial hair uh, and among other things uh, you've got of course the weed whacker i'm approaching 40 nose hair has become a major issue it pisses the hell out of me i need to take care of that shit and the weed whacker can help you do that both of these products waterproof and a 4000k led spotlight for a more precise shave and you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner with the ball deodorant keep you smelling good looking good and feeling good down in the nether regions this complete performance package 4.0 will take care of everything for you for all you guys out there and it's courtesy of our good friends at manscape.com so get 20 percent off and free shipping with the promo code ice guys at manscape.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscape.com and use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, and it is time for Best Bets to wrap it up. A huge Saturday edition. Make sure you don't miss the show tomorrow on Sunday at noon Eastern because we've got a big Sunday card. This is much bigger than normal. We've, we're talking uh, eight games uh, on the wow. Sunday slate uh, tomorrow. Sorry, nine. Nine games tomorrow uh, for a Sunday, which is very rare, but it's great for hockey fans and hockey betters. You got uh, first game at 1 o'clock, Rangers and Capitals. You got Bruins and Blues. I believe both of those games are national television games as well. I know Rangers-Washington is uh, TNT, and I think Boston-St. Louis is as well. They're both that TNT is, yeah. tomorrow mm -hmm. afternoon. Yep, TNT Sunday afternoon, doubleheader. You got those two, and then you've got uh, seven games at night, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central. Uh, and a lot of teams needing wins in the playoff race. Ottawa's playing tomorrow. Pittsburgh's playing tomorrow. New Jersey and Winnipeg. How big is that game, especially yes. for the Jets? Calgary's in action tomorrow. So it's a great Sunday card. So make sure you join us uh, tomorrow uh, on the Sunday edition. Uh, all right, Alex, uh, best bet. Uh, what do you like? 
Yeah, we're gonna go out to the desert, Mullet Arena. We're gonna go with the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, like I said, shop around. You should be able to get this at plus money now. So we're gonna grade this at, at even money, minus, uh, plus a hundred uh, against San Jose. Like I said, this is a Sharks team that they finally got some wins under their belt, but this is a team that basically lost sixteen of the last twenty games. Playing against Arizona teams had a winning record at home. Only got a few home games left, so you know they're gonna want to try and uh, you know win and play with some pride in front of the you know few thousand fans that are there at Mullet Arena. Let's go with the Arizona Coyotes. At even money or better, that's my best bet for this big Saturday. All right, there you go, Arizona Coyotes. I got to give a little, oh, 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 there you go, a little Arizona Coyotes <laughs> there, minus uh, 105, uh, plus 100 in some spots now against uh, San Jose there for a uh, best bet. My best bet, uh, I'm going to do with it, I'm going to go back to the well with a team that I actually lo- dropped a best bet with on this show Thursday night, that being the LA Kings, who got uh, Skinnered. Uh, I guess you could say on uh, Thursday night uh, by a, a, a terrific performance in net by Stuart Skinner of the Oilers. I just think they're still better than Seattle and getting even money with them off two straight losses is a great situational bet and a great price. So Los Angeles plus a hundred uh, against Seattle uh, for my best bet here for this Saturday card. Uh, that'll wrap up this edition of the ice guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button. On the way out, we appreciate it very much. A reminder, uh, the Ice Guys uh, is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, for Kevin Beach, who was with us earlier as well, uh, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck, and we will talk to you again tomorrow on Sunday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. (laughs) 